This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, November 21st, 2019. I'm Caleb Brown. Over and above whether or not it should be banned or carved out as some special category of unprotected speech, do we actually need hate speech? Lou Perez is the producer of a new short film for We the Internet TV, Five Reasons We Need Hate Speech. We spoke last week. One of the big concerns that uh, that I have, that I think many libertarians have, and I spoke with uh, Matthew Feeney here at the Cato Institute about this recently, and that is there seems to be a growing um, bipartisan agreement about restricting speech on all manner of platforms, be they Facebook, uh, Twitter, uh, Google, uh, Amazon, and uh, of course, hate speech uh, figures prominently for a lot of people. And uh, just in the last month, there have been multiple pieces published in major newspapers saying First Amendment's not all that great. And uh, more recently, in the Washington Post, we need a hate speech law. Yeah. Uh- one of those articles was in the the Washington Post, and it was uh, written by a former um, m- member of the Obama administration, and then also I think he was an editor for Time. And I think he opened that piece by saying, when he was traveling around the world, even uh, hip Arab uh, diplomats—I don't know if he used the word hip—but he sophisticated, said sophisticated. You know, uh, they were they were saying, "I can't believe that you would allow the burning of of the Quran." And that somehow got this guy thinking about, hey, you know what? Maybe there should be limits on our on our First Amendment, and uh, just that idea that that you you may have been speaking to people uh, who are uh, from countries that restrict many freedoms outside of just uh, freedom of speech, and that that would have you rethink the whole institution, the whole protection. There is, is a little scary. What uh, what do young people generally think about? Hey, speech. Well, well, one of the one of the reasons that I started, you know, getting into uh, uh, hate speech, <laughs> I started getting into hate speech early on, was I just kept hearing hate speech being used as sort of a go-to refrain to shut down speech. And you would have a lot of young people saying, like, I don't know, there's free speech, but then there's hate speech, and hate speech is not protected. And I felt like it was really necessary to just correct the record and say, like, no, no, hold on, you might not like it, but it is protected, and we need at least that foundation to to talk about. And uh, a journalist, uh, Jesse Single, actually wrote an article in New York Magazine a while back calling out academics in particular by saying, like, hey— you know, you should be correcting your students when, you know, if they want to, you know, protest somebody just so, you know, they're protesting with uh, armed with the truth uh, behind them. And, um, you know, from from there, uh, you know, it's sort of uh, hate speech has just been sort of a, a tool that you can just whip out anytime you want to just shut somebody down. Well, yeah, it's certainly a pejorative, but the implication is uh, by a lot of these people is that there is this line that we can easily and quickly draw around a certain set of words that are not threats, that um, are not incitement necessarily. Uh, but it seems pretty clear that hate speech is, I know it when I see it. Yeah, it's definitely one of those things. And, you know, if you could just look across the pond to Europe to see how that 
is uh, playing out for them. Like uh, Nadine Strassen, uh, a former president of the ACLU, she has her book uh, called Hate, and uh, she makes an appearance in in our uh, documentary, uh, Five Reasons Why You Need Hate Speech. And one of the examples that she gives is in France, somebody was prosecuted and convicted for using the term homophobe to describe a homophobe because the term, the word homophobe was deemed hate speech. And, you know, what becomes clear is that the very people who are arguing for these laws, as nebulous as they are, they are going to get caught up. Um, uh, they're going to get caught up in it. It's going to be they're the ones who are going to uh, perhaps suffer the most, especially if you're marginalized or a minority community and if there aren't that many of you. So that's a pretty provocative title, Reasons You Need Hate Speech, because I don't feel like I need it at all. I, I don't know, man. Um, what's your morning like? What's your morning routine? How much hate speech is part of your morning routine? Uh, we, we definitely know that the uh, the title is a provocative one. Um and, uh, you know, hopefully it gets some clicks on it. But ultimately, when you're living in a world where so much can be deemed hate speech, ultimately what you find is, well, well hold on, we actually need some of that, uh, some of that speech that has been deemed hate, hate speech or, or hateful. Okay. So uh, you, you mentioned that, that people sort of do get this wrong. I, could, I guess I can remember, was it Howard Dean getting this wrong on Twitter saying, well, hate speech isn't protected. I mean, really, really prominent people who frankly ought to know better, uh, ma making this fairly bold claim that this is just not something that the First Amendment protects. Yeah, um, I remember. Uh, I remember Howard Dean. I remember Chris Cuomo had a had a few uh, tweets about that, and apparently he's a lawyer, uh, which I think is uh, you know kind of uh, kind of scary. And I, you know, I think ultimately it's something where. You know, a lot of people don't know what protections they have, uh, you know, constitutional protections to begin with, uh, let alone what their f free speech protections are. Um, and, you know, that's when you start combining things like where you're like, well, no, it's, it's hateful speech. Uh, hate speech is not uh, is not allowed, uh, you know, like you can incite violence and all that. It's like yeah, but that, that's that's already a, a category that that is not protected. You know, I like quit trying to combine these things. So um, this misunderstanding, uh, as pervasive as it is, there there is a group of, I don't know, I, I think it's young people primarily who have gone one step further and uh, largely equated words with violence and treat, I assume, hate speech as that broad category, have said this effectively is violence and use that to justify actual violence. Yeah, that and I think that might be the scariest part of all because basically what you're doing is you're justifying any assault that that you want to make on somebody. It's like, oh, well someone, you know, said this, therefore I'm allowed to hit them. And it gets particularly tricky when I'm, I'm sure you've had this experience where there's a public figure, an academic, a writer or something like that. And people are saying, oh, that person is a white supremacist. That person is a racist. That person is a fascist. And you know, because you've seen their work, well, that's not what they are at all. So then you now put this person in, in, a, uh, in a position where they now have that mark on their back. Well, 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 a bunch of people calling you a fascist. Therefore, I could just hit you, right? 
it, and uh, and as somebody who uh, you know I'm active on online and on Twitter and all that, you know sometimes I'll see things written about me come across. Where I had a recent thing on Twitter where a guy called me alt right, and it was like, "What are you talking about? Like, I'm not." I, I don't believe in a white ethno state. Well, you know what he's, he's like. Okay, whatever. You're not alt right. You're alt light, and it's like, oh well. Thank you for that correction. I, I really appreciate that. I hope uh, you know the few people who saw you know you call me alt right don't actually take that uh, don't actually take it upon themselves to you know um, to uh, enact justice on me. And by the same standard of defining hate speech fairly broadly as a as a category uh, that does not have any hard and fast uh, definitions, that that slur might qualify it as hate speech. Yeah, cer- certainly. Yeah. Give me the lineup of uh, the people that you talk to for your film. So uh, in the film, we have uh, Nadine Strassen from the uh, ACLU, uh, Jesse Single, who's a, a journalist. Uh, he writes often for uh, for The Atlantic as well as uh, New York Magazine. Um, Zachary Wood, uh, who was a um, kind of a uh, an activist on on college campuses about uh, his big thing was trying to uh, foster conversation. Um, uh, Angela Nagel, who is uh, a a journalist uh, herself, she's the author of Kill All Normies, and uh, Glenn Greenwald as well uh, makes a makes an appearance via Skype. Um, he he was in Brazil at the time, and we really wanted to reach out to members of the left to be a part of this because nowadays it seems like uh, so much free speech stuff is is kind of been uh, like kind of co opted by the right, and it's like you see if you're on the right you're for free speech, and then people start thinking well wait a minute if I'm for free speech. I don't want people to think that I'm on on the right, uh, and we wanted to show no this is actually a, a a really important topic that everybody should agree on, you know, because everybody is at risk of getting caught up in this. The quote that sticks out with me, which uh, he made here, Greg Lukianoff of the Foundation for Individual Rights and in Education uh, makes this point, which is, how am I better off for not knowing what you really think about something? And uh, to the extent that that hate speech is a is a pejorative, to the extent that there are uh, laws that attempt to either define it or enshrine it as some category that will single you out for some specific sanction. People are uh, they go un- either they go underground uh, and take that take those thoughts and uh, maybe uh, express those thoughts with people who are less or more unsavory uh, than the general public, or they shut up and uh, maybe that they're they're. Feelings of animosity go away, or maybe they maybe it gets gets worse. Um, but as a principle, uh, freedom of speech kind of does separate the United States from almost everywhere else on the planet. Oh yeah, yeah. There there is you know no other place that um, enjoys you know the freedoms that we have, especially when it comes to uh, when it comes to freedom of speech. Um, and on, you know, on that note about, um, you know, people either, you know, shut up or uh, you sort of seed the argument to extremists, people who aren't going to care about being called uh, racist or, or, or whatever. And, and it, it is scary when you think of the chilling effect that it, that it has on, uh, on discourse and then also on serious investigation into important, important matters, matters, because if you think about it, 
you know, you hear about college campuses and you hear about, oh, so-and-so was shouted down or so-and-so was deplatformed. What you don't hear about are, you know, all the people who didn't even speak up in the first place because they're like, you know what? I don't want to, I, I don't even want to deal with this. I don't even want to be, I don't, I don't want my words to be twisted or for me to bring up a topic or say the wrong thing and then be deemed, um, you know, sort of an untouchable. Um, and, you know, what is that going to mean for, you know, really important uh, conversations, not only on, uh, not, not only on, on, on what it means to be human, but also advancement in, in, uh, in studies as well. And um, I would really like people to start reading beyond the headline, beyond the provocative title. I know that Five Reasons Why We Need Hate Speech is a provocative title, but I hope they'll take the time to actually watch the documentary and see that the, the arguments that, w- that we lay out there. And um, I, think, I think we'd all be uh, better off by giving uh, one another the opportunity to make our arguments and then challenge those arguments uh, and possibly challenge ourselves and how we respond to them. Lou Perez is head writer and executive producer of We the Internet TV. His new film is Five Reasons We Need Hate Speech. We spoke last week. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast wherever you please and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.